When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There once was a man named Gold Roger, who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko Table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Yeah, yo, yeah, yo. Welcome, everybody, to the newest edition of the Yonko Table. And I am back in the hot seat hosting today. I am Grandmaster Who? Yes, that is me. That is my voice that you hear on the airwaves or wherever you're listening to our podcast. And we are back today on this glorious day to talk about the newest film that has just dropped. And that is Space Jam, A New Legacy. Yes, we're here to deep dive Space Jam, the Space Jam sequel that no one, well, everybody thought it was coming for a very long time and then it wasn't coming. And then here it is. Here it is. We're finally here. And of course, us at the Yonko Table, we're ready to talk about it because we are very opinionated people. we got a lot to say. So let's go ahead and introduce who's here at the table. And with me, of course, is my fellow Yonko, Dr. Jace Attorney, who had to step down from the hot seat today. Dr. Jace Attorney, what's going on? How are you doing today? And why'd you go ahead and, you know, give the reins to myself? Listen, I'm doing great. I, I just got home from work. My heart is beating like a mile a minute. I, I, I'm I, not ready to pump up the jam for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go with that. I, I, I'm telling you, I have a lot of negative opinions about this movie. Some good ones, but I felt like we needed a ray of positive energy for Space Jam. Because at the end of the day, it is Space Jam. And Space Jam, the first one, holds a very special place in my heart. Sure. So, yeah, I, I, I think you've done enough as a Yonko to be able to take up the lead on Space Jam, A New Legacy. Basically, you know, inform our listeners and let them know, is this movie worth a damn? No, it's not. But oh. just give them give them the, the information that they need to come to that opinion themselves. Uh, so come to your opinion. Got it. Okay. <laughs> of course. Yes. Not their own. To the correct one. Very yeah, objective. super, super objective, objective opinion. Very good, very good. Uh, and everyone, that the voice of Rose the Crafter. Rose the Crafter, welcome back to the table today. How are you doing? Glad to be back. Glad to be hungry again. I'm a YMC legend. That's why I'm repping my YMC. Shout out to uh, YMCA Blanchard Park Avengers. I did okay. not pick this name at all. Um, I did not pick this color scheme, but I'm what about that font? I did not pick anything to do with this jersey except the name <laughs> on my back. But all I'm right. to represent it and um, ready to dive in. So I I'll leave it at that. Okay. Objectively, hopefully. 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 Again, I'm glad you're here to give your opinion versus uh, Dr. Chase, who seems to he's going to be forcing his opinion on others. Let's, you know, let's see if it's the right algorithm. You know, let's see if the movie ah, is the right algorithm. The right, right algorithm. Yeah, if they calculate Very, correctly. No, that was a reference, man. That was totally a reference when he said algorithm. Yeah. Forget it. No, I, yes. Oh, you got the, it? Yes, I got it. The okay, whatever. Okay. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, we have Nino 
Desplazado here back again for his, I think, what's it, your second time around, right, Nino? Mm -hmm. Welcome back. How you doing? I'm, I'm doing good. It's been a while. Um, I'm ready to, you know, talk about this movie and, you know, just have fun with it. I like that energy. You know, he's here to talk versus a project. Uh, objectively, of course, we're objective opinions over here. But Nino, glad to have you here. Well, gentlemen, without further ado, let's let's get straight into it. And I think, you know, before we talk about Space Jam, A New Legacy, I think it begs the question, you know, this is 25 years after the original. The original came out in 1996. Mm. That's 25 years, okay? And this film has been in development hell as far as people thought it was going to come a lot earlier, and it didn't. So here we are, 25 years later. Do we find this sequel necessary? And that's a big question because a lot of films have been coming out with these 20, 30-year gaps in between the original films, and some of them, honestly, have missed a lot of the marks. Uh, one that comes off the top of my head is something like Indiana Jones, uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, missed the mark. And here we have a film like Space Jam, which this is our film. I would like to think this is like our era of film uh, growing up. Did we need a sequel to Space Jam? I'm gonna throw that on the table right now. I would say yes, in a way, just because um, I don't watch basketball. I'm not going to pretend that I watch it or know a, a damn thing about professional basketball. But what I do know is that LeBron James is a very central figure in the basketball community and the NBA community. And in a way, at least from, a, a, from an amateur's perspective, looking into professional basketball, I kind of see LeBron James in the same way um, Michael Jordan was viewed back in the 90s. You know, he's this central figure. And obviously you have other players that, you know, carry their own way in terms of like, you know, skill and athleticism and all that. But I feel like LeBron James is that central figure um, for basketball, at least right now, the same way Michael Jordan was back in the day. And just based on that alone, I was looking forward to a Space Jam sequel just because the last time we ever got a Looney Tunes type of film was Looney Tunes Back in Action. If you guys remember that one with uh, Brendan Fraser, our highly yeah. underrated yeah. film. Highly, highly underrated. It is very underrated. I agree with that. It is. People like to crap on that film a lot, um, but it's Looney Tunes. <laughs> um, and that was like, what, 2000, I think, four? Yeah, like 2004. Yeah, yeah it was like mid 2000. That was the last time we got a Looney Tunes movie. So I, so what better time, in my opinion, to get back into the live action mixed with Looney Tune genre, kind of like Who Framed Roger Rabbit kind of deal, um, then with the Space Jam to with this very prolific figure of LeBron James and put him in the center, make a sequel. I could see why they made a sequel and why they made it at this time. I can understand that. Okay, fair enough. Uh, do y'all have the same sentiments? So that's one net for necessary. Uh, I'm kind of, I don't know if I have an answer for necessary or not necessary. It's like yes and no. And, and for me, it's, so number one, technically Space Jam, even though it's very iconic to our generation, it technically came out a hint before yeah, just a hint. Yeah, just a hint. I mean, I was not to date myself, but I was probably one, one and a half to two years old. Yes. When that movie, you know, came out and even Jordan, we know Jordan because of how big and how public uh, of a figure he was. But he technically was like we were kids when Jordan was transitioning out. Um, So it's just interesting. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's interesting. Is it really necessary? I don't know. I don't know if it's necessary for us. I don't know which gap it's necessary for, but it can be both answers. It's like 
like not necessary for a certain gap or age range, but necessary, I guess, for the new generation of people or even a tail off end of our generation too. Because we didn't, as a basketball historian, as a person who's interested in, in, in NBA and pro basketball, I know of Jordan. And even if you don't know basketball, like Dr. J said, the popularity of Jordan, you know who Jordan is. You've seen this movie as a kid growing up multiple times because it, it stayed relevant because Jordan stayed relevant as well. But we really grew up more with Kobe, more with tail end of Shaq, more of Wade. Um, and we're even seeing some of the newer players uh, insert LeBron as well. But LeBron, I think we'll talk about later, probably. LeBron's 36 um, at this point doing this movie. I think Jordan was 32 doing this movie. So we're watching LeBron at the tail end do this movie. And we're kind of watching Jordan, who's slightly at the tail end, but a little bit ahead, I guess, if you want to say. More in his prime, I think, than LeBron is. That's a whole separate debate. So it's like, if LeBron was 30 and doing this movie, this would fit us. Like, it would fit our generation, like, perfectly as a necessity. But now that he's slightly past that, it's like that balance between, okay, is it for us or it's a little bit for the younger people as well as far as what a necessity of a, a sequel is and staying relevant. Looney Tunes, we haven't seen who really needs the Looney Tunes, right? So they need a revamp anyway. But from a basketball and a Looney Tunes side, it's like it's based on generation, I guess. I can agree with the generation part because definitely Michael, he'll forever be a prolific, iconic figure. But I think the movie itself, uh, for, as far as our generation goes, when we watch this movie, the original one, we take away the movie as a whole versus Michael as an individual. As far as, that's what I think when I think of this movie, I think of the movie as a whole. It's not until later in life do we come to really appreciate Michael Jordan and the athleticism that he had. Uh, Nino, do you think the same as far as was this i mean i know how you feel about some sequels what do you think was the f was the f original film strong enough to sit on its own without a sequel um at the the question or the answer that i have is, a, is another question for your question was the original necessary that, and the answer is no the yeah of course no. not <laughs> Bec but um considering what the original film was trying to do which was just be one big commercial for warner brothers and michael jordan so that they could sell you know product um this film this new film in terms of being necessity this film did exactly everything that it wanted to do so i guess you can say it was necessary you know that's funny that you call the original film a big uh <laughs> a big commercial because there's actually a lot of like lines that uh allude to uh michael's endorsements throughout the film so i actually that's really funny now yeah, the mcdonald's now and wheaties Come on, Michael, get the... your Wheaties and we'll get a Big Mac on the way. <laughs> get your hands on. Yes, that, that specific line. Um, but, you know, this movie, I think it does stand the test of time, the original film. And uh, Nino, I'm glad you pointed out that this movie did everything it wanted to do. Because in my opinion, this movie tried to do a lot more than the original as far as, uh, I don't know. There, to me, there was just basically a story. So just real quick. <laughs> Was the original movie even good? I mean, it's iconic and it's a classic, but is it a good movie to begin with? It's not a good movie, but you're okay, not supposed to take you're not supposed to take it as an in-depth movie. Um, sure. It's supposed to be like it's supposed to be a joke and you just view movie. it as it is. Like I, I recently don't... just watched it and I mean it's Looney Tunes. The whole plot of first of all, for both of the movies, the whole plot makes no sense. It's Looney Tunes, it's not supposed to make sense. I mean, the first movie, they pull Michael through a golf hole 
and they say we've been living here all along you know inside earth basically the aliens are coming so now you need to protect the earth what the heck <laughs> <laughs> so that plot alone like it's 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 not supposed to take itself serious is it a bad movie yes but it feels like it's entertaining to watch probably because nostalgia but also like because it's so overtly not even overtly bad but it makes me think of like the star wars prequels like we know they're bad oh boy but mm. we watch we watch these prequels we really do okay. like revenge of the sith is bad that's a All fair right, statement that's the that's debatable well execution it is bad it is a I bad movie from execution episode. we that's a whole separate conversation uh, but if right. we compare the two films like because revenge of the sith from an execution in in point of view and like even camera like with space jam the first one like i just rewatched it again just to make sure and it's it's choppy too but it's also only an hour and a half so it's choppy it's not as cohesive but i'm still finding myself to enjoy it which um, is why i compared it to the, to the prequels personally so i mean oh gosh when you talk about yes the prequels are bad but i'd rather sit through those than the sequels uh space jam the original yes Yes, thank you. Oh my gosh. And yeah. I know Nino, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's another conversation. I would too, I would too but yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the original film, uh, I think uh, as bad as it was, it's entertaining. Like you said, it's very much entertaining. And I think it is the simplicity of the plot and of, you know, again, it's ridiculous. It's Looney Tunes with Michael Jordan. Like, Mike is ridiculous. He's like so flat that it's funny. Right? Correct. Correct. It doesn't take itself too seriously so we have this film which i think it really takes it up a notch and very much tries to be a film it's not necessarily a big commercial it's more of a meta commentary i mean a little so, commercial because there's a there's a scene where a whole nike check is, is true okay around, yes yes <laughs> oh, they're they're right. in there yeah they're in there they're sneaking but, in a little bit but yeah, of course of course but like even with the warner brothers side of this film goodness how many of their warner brother products are they gonna put in this film and they're <laughs> I like did some obscure ones that I wasn't expecting them to, you know, put out there. Like, like there was Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Like, uh -huh. not, not a lot of yeah. people recognize those outfits from Clockwork Orange. I'm like, wow, they actually put that in there. I'm, they threw I'm a surprised. lot of Warner Brothers in there. They did. They did. And so we we say all this about the original film. And was this film necessary? Did Did anybody like a new legacy better than the original? Is anybody I on? Did. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, when you look at the original film, like I just recently rewatched watched it um uh, maybe like two months ago and the original film is fun but whenever they're in the real world god that film really drags when you see these little <laughs> kid actors and bugs bunny and daffy duck are in the house these little kids don't know how to act and, oh you know, no they're, they're like bugs bunny or whatever <laughs> and or when they come home from like baseball and you know they're like, oh, I'm sad. And you don't even know what, you don't remember what. Like, it's it's just really bad whenever they're, like, the only times that I think um, when they're in the real world and it's actually entertaining is on the golf course with Larry Bird and Bill Murray. Mm -hmm. um, because, and that's actually, that's actually very funny. Like, actually, that part is hilarious. Yeah. I agree. Um, and, and when you read up more about, like, basketball history and how Michael was, like, a big gambler, it's, like, showing in yes. that scene, yes. which is funny. That whole movie he was even at the very end he definitely gambled yeah oh yeah he had a sure. whole new gamble like <laughs> yeah like he, he Mike, what are you doing <laughs> he raised the stakes yeah um but then this movie i think i think it tried to 
and and this is also coming from someone who really likes LeBron James, and I really like to see like this is his first movie, I think. No, it's not his first movie. Uh, he was in Trainwreck. He was. Uh, right. yeah. Um, so he this is his okay. first movie. This is his first movie, technically speaking. Um, yeah. but like where he has like a main role and you know this is something that was obviously very personal to him and that's and you could tell that every single person in this movie had an arc um, it, it did it, it's I'm not going to say it was executed well or not like that's not for me to say <laughs> but you could see where they were going with this film you know you could see that there was a father and son dynamic about the idea of having a legacy and an idea of making your own legacy which is something that LeBron really I think LeBron really uh, cares for and it's a message that he cares for while just being silly and being with the Looney Tunes and you know whatever property that Warner Brother owns at the time. I think that's a fair statement you could definitely see yes oh gosh you could see his heart in the film. I won't say his acting was top notch, but well, neither was see... Michael Jordan's, and I, I, I but that you know, but I okay. mean, come on, come we on. Can, we, okay. <laughs> Talking about Michael Jordan versus LeBron. LeBron is a is a champion of the people. Michael Jordan is a champion. All right, uh, and if you ever, uh, I think it's a really good. If you ever watch The Last Dance and then go back and watch Space Jam, it's actually really funny. Or it's just just, some, just funny in general. Because uh, talking about Michael, but this is not about Michael. Let's, you know, we can. Well, do, I mean, well. here. Well, let's, <laughs> listen, let's do this. Well, we'll get to that part. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All let's right. do this. Let's just go through this movie and say whether or not and give our opinions on some of these uh, plot points and whether or not do they stand? Were they executed well compared to? the first movie how do they hold up and let's just go through it because well let me ask this real quick sure sure because i'm i'm not a lebron fan i'm not a lebron hater either um go lakers go kobe i'm not a lebron hater I, I respect lebron at this point but i know lebron was mentioned but if you're a fan of lebron and him as a basketball player do you see that in this movie like do you get no not him playing basketball well, yeah him playing basketball. <laughs> but like do you see like like uh, like LeBron, the basketball player in this movie at all? No, absolutely not. We do. I think uh, barely. Yeah, but that's that's. Uh, that I was mean, part of the movie. I, I could even say the same thing about the first movie. I mean, I, I haven't seen the first movie in so long, but from what I vaguely remember, I it, it's kind of what Grandmaster was saying earlier. I've watched uh, Space Jam more as a whole rather than this is a movie with Michael Jordan in it, right? And yes. when I saw that movie, I really don't remember too much, you know, Michael Jordan playing basketball. I remember the Looney Tunes and Michael Jordan trying to save the universe by playing a basketball game. And in a way, as we'll get into the, the movie in a bit, but I kind of view this one the same way. I just I just saw it as LeBron James with the Looney Tunes playing a basketball game to save the the server verse. And so oh let, let me let me clarify too. Not saying that you're just supposed to go play basketball if you're a basketball player. That's not what I'm trying to say. Uh, what I'm saying, comparatively to the uh, first movie, is that I you got more shots of Michael actually playing basketball than yes. I think in this movie. You got more shots. Okay. Like you can talk about the clips. That's a whole separate thing. Like the whole montage of him playing basketball. That's fine. That's a separate thing. They kind of did a similar beat, but like on the court like a jump shot like or just a dunk or like actually like playing even though i know the game is a little different i feel like you don't see that as much um in a new legacy and yeah, i don't no. know if that's no no you're you're absolutely i thinking about it yeah they did not really highlight lebron as a player it's more of a lebron as a person this movie 
Well, you know? but that's but that's the thing. I think this movie kind of blurs the lines between him as a basketball player and him as a person. And actually, and I think that's yes, what it was, I think that's what they were trying to do because he throughout this movie he mentions at least five times. He's like, no, we have to stick to fundamentals. We have to work hard, and you know, and that and that was his ethos of the movie, um, where he has to change and, and adapt to the circumstances. Which, if you know the history of LeBron James and like him adapting to circumstances of like the given times in the league how like how we had to adapt like three different times to fit the mold of the league and still be great it's really it's really great it's a really great reflection of i think himself well shoot that's my first topic point talking about this plot so movie kicks off and we're you know introduced to the fictionalized i guess version of lebron and we're given you know uh Works hard uh, on the court as a kid. Obviously, comes up, you know, show a little highlight reel. And then we're given LeBron and his children. And he's projecting onto his middle child, Dom. And, you know, yeah, as uh, Nino was saying, fundamentals. He's telling him, you know, you got to stay focused. And clearly the son, as pointed out by the older brother, too, uh, who is not, they are not actually named after the actual sons. That is not uh, <laughs> LeBron James Jr. No, his name was something else. But, you know, he recognizes that his brother does not want to play basketball. Did we feel this was fabricated? You think this is an actual reflection of the uh, the James household that uh, he's projecting onto the children? I, I mean, Bronny Jr. Bronny Jr. is killing it right now. Yeah, uh, and, but what do you call it? Isn't there one of his sons that's in into esports? Specifically? I have no idea. No, I have no yeah. idea. But I think Bronny's also, I think Bronny's the one that's, I think they're both into it, uh, not to miss yeah. well, but I think Bronny is actually like a part of one of the, was one part of the eSport clans. Yeah, really? and, he, and they got on Sports yeah. Illustrated, mm -hmm. like at um, like at 18. So I think it's, I think he infused a little bit of real life into fictional and then said, I'm not going to make a movie, you know, with people playing my family. That'd be weird. And me of course, just make myself yeah. a fictional family. I mean, Michael Jordan didn't do it either. Right. Yeah. Uh, those are all actors. I disagree. I think I think he should have just had his family in there. That'd have been really? I mean, I, I thought it was his family going in because again, I, I don't know anything that or too much about LeBron James. So going into this movie, I thought, oh wow, that's his son. No, no, acting yeah, no just, that's not. He's acting that's just, not. just as just as bad as his dad. <laughs> like, Actually, okay, to and, and to your point, why not put your sons in at that moment? Exactly. No, and, and and I remember even having a conversation uh like that with a friend where I was like, you know, I thought it was his son, and that's why the acting was bad because you know they wanted the family in on this and they wanted them to be part of the film but then the fact that it wasn't his son that means they had to reach out for child actors yeah and, they, you know they hired audition and audition yeah. and they gave the green light to, to this, this kid who, who apparently i i checked his imdb i he's from modern family uh, apparently oh, okay. oh like, i don't I, know I, I I don't watch Modern Family. I just that was the most recognizable title that I saw in his page. I'm like, oh okay, Modern Family. But I, I mean, mean, I'm not gonna, I, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I don't with, knock I'm him. fine with it. I would love like just to be fun to have your family in it, but also family got their own schedule, and also you're giving opportunities to people. So I'm never gonna knock that. So and it, yeah, and it's also like if you put your family in it, there's a level of exploitation that yeah, comes with it. That. Like you're true. inviting yeah. and people in, right. you know, to yeah. a personal world. And, and you know what? To me. 
like when you're making a film, a fictional film, you know, not anything about like anything real or even if it's something real, you can always just hire actors. You know, there are actors out there and, you know, and I think for, for the most part, uh, everyone in the movie did a pretty good job that was his family. You know, they did they did an okay job. They, they came and they did the work. They were like, we know what this is about. Um, and it didn't feel like, it didn't feel like little kids and Michael Jordan's like fake house. Um, trying to pretend that Bugs Bunny exists. Stop it. It's green screen. Oh, yeah, man. The times are different, man. Yeah, that green screen tech has come a long way. Uh, but I think, you know, right off rip from that scene alone where they're on the court uh, practicing shooting, you could tell this movie's going for a lot more of a heartfelt message versus the original film. I looking at I watched the original film um, either yesterday or two days ago. The most message I could get out of there is Michael is battling with his, you know, desire to, you know, uh live by his father's like not his last wishes of course but you know his father was a baseball player uh and this was it was it was a f definitely a better reflection of what was going on in mike's life because here he is playing minor league ball in the film and but there was like no actual message there it's just like oh the looney tunes inspired me to go back and play basketball that's really what it was that's all it needed to be I mean, also that's all it needed also, to be. Yeah. Also, it's gambling, but uh, and gambling, very or <laughs> what? If the, if it's gambling, then it's gambling. Can you can win from gambling? Because he won. He, <laughs> he won. didn't lose. Yeah, he didn't lose. He lose. Saved. So, uh, he saved I mean, we're gonna we're not gonna talk about the wizards, are we? But, <laughs> no. Uh, <anyway>. no. <laughs> what I will say, what I will say to um, piggyback off of the original Space Jam is that as fictional as it is, because it's like infusing the gap that Jordan has, it can like fit in like. Like the timeline yeah it, you like can as a myth yeah you could do myth, whatever yeah. you want in that period of time where nobody cared about really what he was doing and i actually found that interesting um a strong point to the original is that they kind of took the period that he was in and they kind of like made a fictional made a whole fictional story in that gap like okay you playing baseball you're retired this is a perfect beat for our story to add into so so you um, think space jam is canon to michael jordan's career <laughs> That's what, that's what, that's what, that's the subtext of the movie. Yeah. That's what I'm understanding. That's, that's the subtext of the movie. I mean, Definitely. this movie could be very much be canon. Why not? Well, no, well, yeah, it doesn't, uh, doesn't work like, well, no, work we'll, as good as we'll, we'll, we'll get to in, it. Yeah. In, sure. In sure. this, sure. in this movie, I don't, it, this has to be set after the bubble. Yes. Um, and some, and, this must be set set in like no he's they say he's thirty six right in the movie yeah he says it yeah well he's thirty six okay. now he I don't know if he says it's in the movie thirty I don't know how old he, well, was when he shot the movie thirty five yeah but um this is definitely like an alternate reality rather than the original which could fit nicely into like mm. this actually happened. You know, I mean, I don't can know pretend it. it actually happened because um, COVID, uh, like everything is like the tech too. Uh, I mean, the tech too, technically. Yeah, well, so, yeah the algae with algae. Well, that's not even algae, but stuff. like, well, yeah, not even algae, but like the cell phones and stuff. Like Dom, that's the yeah. kid's name. Yeah. Dom's cell phone is like that's a high tech cell phone. Why oh, didn't even notice what kind of phone he had? Oh, it can scan uh, people and like digitize and like, them oh, into the game. Uh, okay. <laughs> but also, but if you're if you're questioning the like the believability of that the looney tunes well, i'm not it's a, it's a whole under 
like underground in the first one. No, yeah, so, I, I don't take anything serious. But I'm just saying in like the time period. Well, listen, I mean, I I think I think that's a fair point though because with Looney Tunes, you kind of separate the Looney Tunes aspect and say, okay, that's Looney Tunes. That's like the cartoony as part of it. But then you have some of the real world applications like that cell phone that's not tied to the Looney Tunes. All right, and, fair enough. I mean, yeah, and it could be there could I know there's self I know you can do a right. Stand on a I mean, cell they, phone. Got money. Yeah. they got money. They got money. So I, I mean, they were mean, playing like, they were playing basketball earlier and they were shouting ball to that little contraption I'm like oh yeah those exist that's cool that's yeah they got money they, they do yeah, they got money they can have all that and that's yeah, what i told do. myself too they got so, money, yeah. you know speaking of the tech you know we're introduced to al g who i think don Cheadle did a really good job uh, the only good actor in i was definitely entertained by uh, al g i like oh, Don, Al G better Don. than uh slack hammer uh Slack hammer. Oh, you mean um, Danny DeVito? Uh, Danny DeVito's character in the original. Oh, uh, okay. You know, okay. The theme park owner, you know? Theme <laughs> uh, Oh, that's You right. know, Al G had some depth. This guy just wanted to not have his theme park go out of business, you know? So he no, said, I need out of business. He wanted just more money. Yeah, it was just, well, he's that, just capitalist. Yeah. He's well, just that, a capitalist from a Well, point. capitalist, but then he said, oh, I know, slavery. That'll yeah. bring in the money, you know? Yeah, well, <laughs> capitalist. Sure, yeah. I, sure. I think Al G had some depth to him, you know? Uh, but at the like, expense of um, the Goon Squad. The Goon Squad. Oh, oh okay. You, I got a point. I have a bullet point for the group. All right, all right. We got, I got Goon, we'll get Goon I Squad know. versus Monstars. Uh, LeBron saying actors in films never work. Do you agree? Cause that was the that that set up the rest of the film right there. Oh, you mean like players in film? You mean yeah? When he LeBron turned down the whole algae putting him into the movies because I, I think it was I, a what do you call it um, forced meta movie? commentary? Yeah. Not forced. Oh, uh, oh. Whoa. Well, I mean, now suddenly well, everything's forced. Go ahead. Like I, I think, mean, no, I, think, I go ahead, go 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 ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, Ooh, this one's spicy. This one got some spice on the table. I I don't know. I thought it was forced just because. Um, I mean, the whole plot of having an actor in. Uh, I mean, not an actor. I guess um, a an athlete. an athlete in film. I felt like that really had no ties to the rest of the movie. I felt like it was just another way to just make kind of like a meta commentary on. Oh, remember the first Space Jam and how we ripped on Michael Jordan can't act and it was such a silly movie because of his acting skills. I felt like it was more so of a play on that than actually something that's supposed to represent like the rest of the film moving from that point. I can agree. Yeah, it's definitely never brought up again. Yeah, it's definitely a throwaway line. It's a funny little line. Because I like he they hangs on it. He's like actors in movies, yeah, uh, athletes in movies. Oh, no, never. It's a terrible idea. I'm like, okay, <laughs> man, I get it. But that's a funny line. It, it, it is, is a funny, funny. line. It's funny, yeah. I, I think the You're execution of it was it. Yeah, I think it's, I don't think it's the line. I just think it's the execution of it. I think, I think LeBron was a little flat on some of those like jokes. This is first movie, you know, like. But he was I, a lot I, funnier, and he had a couple lines in what um. I I heard Eddie. he was really funny in Train Wars. Well, he's funny, not really funny. I think. Oh, sorry, up. sorry, sorry. You're Actually, on the I think floor he's, laughing. I think he's also in that Bigfoot movie, uh, he the is. animated Bigfoot? one. Yeah, but oh, the one with it. the uh, Hugh Jackman, that one. No, that okay. There was like three Bigfoot movies that came out around the same time. It's the latest one that came, latest animated one that it's, came. Yeah, out. it's oh, uh, I have no idea, Channing man. Tatum's in it, Zendaya, and they have Bigfoot movie, like a cartoon. It's called Small. Foot. It's called small. Foot. Yeah, small it's animated. Foot. It's small called small foot. foot. Okay. Um, but um, to your to to your point, where you're, at, you know, I think that Looney Tunes always had an like a, what do you call it, an air of meta commentary, or at least you know, commentary on. 
yeah, no, it always, I, I, I don't have to like um, revise that statement because I'm thinking about the episode where Bugs is literally drawing um, Daffy in a scene because he's one of the animators and he's just making Daffy's life hell. Oh, yeah. It's called sure. Duck Amuck. Yeah. Um, Looney Tunes has always been like meta comic. I just, fit, I just thought it fit within the Looney Tunes world and it doesn't have to be more than a punchline um, in Looney Tunes. And, this yeah. is, and that's what it was. It was just, I was like, haha, like, you know, here's the punchline. Haha, everyone laughs. Um, and I think th- throughout this film, with the inclusion of so many properties, and I'm thinking about a couple, um, and just there, <laughs> that one scene, which I know we'll get to. Oh, um, oh my God, those, save yeah, it. Yeah. Please save it, oh, oh my okay. God. Um, but I think they were very purposefully, like they knew that they couldn't replace the original Space Jam, but they were like, oh, we're gonna acknowledge it exists and we're just gonna like ham it up because we know that it exists and we know that what people are gonna say about this film, might as well have fun with it. It actually appears in that little reel of films that he's showing off uh, during that little uh, presentation. It's like the, the DVD covers right there. So uh. actually with that said, uh, in interviews, uh, Ryan Coogler, who produced the film, Ryan Coogler of, you know, Black Panther, Fruitvale Station, Creed mm-hmm. fame. Uh, he said, this is not really a sequel, actually. He says it's more of a standalone film, which it actually and does I feel, feel that. like that. And I feel that. Right. So, yeah, funny enough. Uh, it's like they're trying to, like you said, they know they're not going to live up to the original, but they're purposely putting themselves in a corner where they don't have to by, you know, making such comments and whatnot. But they are playing off of it, and I think oh I no think doubt that's reflective of LeBron's career as well and his Ooh. with Jordan and, and with the expectation. Um, I think a lot. He's a smart businessman. Like he's a smart. He's a smart person. There's so levels to this. It's levels. I think there's this is just similar of what he layers. All right. There's All layers. Right. There we go. <laughs> Whatever. Oh but yeah, God. it's really reflective of of his past career, technically current career. Let me be respectful. And um, what the shoes he's tried to fill. I mean, even King James, and they even played off of that in the movie. They do um, a lot. So just like he does in his whole career of like, okay, they want to compare me to Jordan. We'll play off of that because I think he does embrace that, um, you know, to 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 benefit him. That whole good press, bad press is still, you know, press and notability. Um, I think it's something that also showed itself in the movie. So. No doubt. No doubt. So then we're met with Algie and his master plan. He's like, let me kidnap the son of LeBron, which I guess what he's uh, you lose basketball. You have to be in the films. Is that the is that the plan? No, you're stuck no, in the servers. Yeah, he's going to digitize them. So that's just revenge. Just yes. revenge. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. so no actual. He doesn't come out on top. He just gets the satisfaction. Yeah, just satisfaction. Right. Very one sided villain. One note, I mean, uh, eh, I don't really. I wasn't expecting layers. He's AI. AI. He's not even supposed to have depth like that. I guess. I guess if he's growing AI, he does grow depth actually. But yes, he grows emotions, and that's 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 the future. That's how Skynet happens, and all that. Vision. Uh, Yeah, vision. Yeah, that's how vision happens. Uh, I mean, he had a whole stone, but yes, he did have the mind stone. You're right. Uh, but either way, that sets forth LeBron entering the Warner Warnerverse. No, Serververse. Serververse. But Serververse. I mean, it, it is the Warnerverse. It is. The, it is. Definitely it's, the yeah, it's is. yeah the Warnerverse, and um, it's Space Jam. So he has to land in Looney Tunes world of all places, you know? Because I mean, with the with that mindset, technically he could have landed anywhere. You know, why couldn't a space a space no, he put him? He he uh, Algie directed him to Looney Tunes. But you know the whole the, name the title. 
title is was Space like Jam. Dead. The whole title is Space Jam. You know, it's like it doesn't imply that this is a Looney Tunes film. It just says Space Jam. Or you could have recruited anybody technically. And funny enough, Le- LeBron tries to recruit other people. Like he's going down. He's like, oh, I need the Iron Giant. I need uh Superman. You know, Superman. I thought that was a clever little joke. But uh, here I think we're given. Uh, okay, so the first Space Jam. It was the tunes who needed help. This is LeBron that needs help. Mm-hmm. So they switched them, which I thought was, a, you know, better for a narrative to be different, right? And on top of that, with the server verse, you found that all the tunes have hightailed and, you know, went and did their own thing at the other Warner products. And you get, a, a again, here they are trying to add a little more heart to the story because you have Bugs, of course, Bugs. The wants his family. family. Yeah. Wants his the family. Tony Stark of the Looney Tunes. He's, no, he's the Dominic Toretto of the Looney <laughs> oh, Tunes, you know. There's a yeah, lot of family in here. Of course. He's a lot more, um, what do you call it? He's a lot more... Uh, Abusive to his family than Dominic Toretto. Ooh, Bugs That's Bunny, because he manipulated yeah. them. Yeah, he, he manipulates them. He hurts them. You know, he drops an anvil on his head. He laughs. Fair but that's point. what they do, man. That's what they do. They're all in. Was on that it. an excuse? Because that's what they no, do. They're not all in on it. Someone hasn't watched <laughs> back in action in a while. Who's not in on it? You talking about the contracts they were talking about? How Daffy no. was tired of being shot? Exactly. Okay. That. That's okay. That's fine. But you know, this it's it's their attempt at definitely trying to be different because yes, the. Stakes were high in the original first jam, uh, first Space Jam. I mean, the tunes, their whole livelihood was on the line. And now, yeah, you have this uh, Bugs at the heart, just trying to, he wants his family back. Do you find that like a necessary element to this film? Did we yeah. need these heart-tugging moments and points of interest? Yes, I think it added necessary depth to an otherwise retread of the original film. Like this, that's what separates this film from the original. Like the moments where things can be vulnerable, and also um, if you don't have these this that arc for Bugs Bunny, um, and then all the mini arcs for the rest of them, except for one of them, which that's my one big complaint of the movie, but we'll get to that, um, is that if not, you're just gonna retread all the other Looney Tunes movies in existence, which is only a handful of them. But it's just gonna be like, oh, Bugs gets to do Bugs things. And you know, whatever. This actually feels like he's a character with wants and needs and he has ways of getting to it and ways of reacting to things versus, you know, in the original where Bugs was just like, I guess we gotta do it this way. They were definitely more nonchalant in the first movie about the whole slavery thing, uh, you know? They challenged them to a basketball game based on, I mean, I don't know, if it was a fight for my life, I don't think I would play a sport to, uh, I mean, granted, whatever. To their credit, they were like, they're short, stubby legs, short arms. It makes sense. They thought it through. Uh, But what did y'all think of the Looney Tunes in these other little Warner uh, things? Like for myself, I was geeking out with Daffy and Porky. uh, And uh, that was Bruce Timms. That's the... That was Bruce, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, that was great. I, I thought that was really funny uh 
And that's not anything Looney Tunes hasn't done before. We've seen Looney Tunes, like, you know, poke fun at other pop culture, uh, you know, big things and whatnot. But I I, I thought it was cool. I thought it was interesting. Uh, I know a lot of people didn't like it. They felt it took, it overshadowed the tunes themselves. What did y'all think? I felt like it, in some ways it did when they were just throwing the cameos just for the sake of having a cameo. Like the scene with Daffy in the world of like DC with Superman and Batman. I thought that was good because it's incorporating both properties and they're making a gag out of it. And that, that was what was funny about it. But when you just have someone like I don't know like the iron giant like running around in the background I don't know it, it doesn't really do anything for me like yeah I remember iron giant but what are you doing with him you know like there was that gag where LeBron is saying oh you know I want to hire Superman I want to hire I, I want to bring on iron giant though I mean I those parts were funny because he's just trying to bring on the most OPS rank players on his <laughs> on his team but when they're showing the characters i mean it doesn't really do anything for me like i saw joker in the background in one of the scenes i'm like all right it's it's joker <laughs> like what what do you want me to say i saw the animaniacs i i, I saw yes. um oh i didn't see them yeah they were they sitting, were sitting. yeah, yeah it's, it's very hard i mean you it's very missable like because i think they were like in two or three scenes and it's like a you really see them, quick clip too and they're sitting all yeah. way at the top in the corner right and you see it's stuff like that it's like okay i saw them but am i supposed to freak out and say oh oh my god it's the louis two uh, the animaniacs oh my god i can't believe i saw them in the movie i felt like in a way it did if it wasn't incorporated in some way with the Lo with the Looney Tunes themselves. So the only cameo I appreciated were the DC ones. So like, aside from the one we mentioned earlier, like um, uh, Superman and Daffy Duck, I like the Lola Bunny and Wonder Woman one because she, I mean, I, I, I felt like she did, she would fit in that role because Lola was a very strong, independent woman. But also Lola, <laughs> only has Space Jam and the Looney Tunes show that came out in 2010. There ain't oh, much yeah. of there ain't much oh, history baby, with her character. Baby Looney Tunes. Oh, okay. Baby Looney baby. Tunes. Yes. Don't you uh, like Baby yes. Looney Tunes? No, she is in Baby Looney Tunes. Um, yeah. but that's all she has as far as history goes. So you really could throw her in any of them. And yes, Wonder Woman is definitely fitting for her character. Cause yeah, she's just this badass rabbit. And uh, like Granny and uh in the Matrix with uh, Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah, yes. that, that, was, that was that was funny, funny too. I'm like, okay, yeah. I I think I think you're right. They work best when they when you got to visit the worlds themselves, and it becomes a gag of in of itself. Um, but I also, you know, I don't know. It's kind of a hit or miss for me when you talk about like the last hour of the movie and you see all these people. And I think it's good to be like, oh, I remember that. Um, but it's just superficial. Like I felt like it just feel it just feels nice, but I don't think it was meant to be anything other than nice. Yeah, it doesn't seem purposeful, especially at the end. The recruitment process, that's part of the story. That's fun. Um, I actually enjoyed the recruitment process in those scenes. Um, some of them were a little wilder than others, but I'm like, it's Looney Tunes, it's Warner Brothers. They're, they're heck, they're but they're throwing all their titles out. I guess they're stepping up. That's fine. It was the latter half, particularly the basketball game. And it's like, oh, at first it's like, oh, I see this person. I see that person. I see this character. I see that character. But then it's like shot after shot. Like how many times are you going to show characters from Warner Brothers? <laughs> like I was getting fatigued. I'm like, all right. Actually, there goes, we were... there goes it. Um, yeah. there goes, <laughs> yeah, that's right. There goes <laughs> it again. Two there iterations goes the of the Penguin. There was the old school Penguin from right. the Adam West and then like the Danny DeVito Penguin. 
wearing one. Which is cool. The problem is they showed it like they wanted you to see them because they yes. showed like four scenes of each character every time over and over. I'm like, first time I'm like, oh, I caught it. And I'm like, oh, this is the third time I've seen the mask in five minutes. That's I right. Know the mask was a lot. He was appearing a lot in there. Uh, King Kong uh, too. They made a King lot Kong. of jokes King towards King Kong. Iron Man was like, was in there a lot, but he's a giant, so that's fine. Yeah, I, I think I, I think it did I mean, it's overshadow. Fun the, it's fun to go down the list, right? The White Walkers were there. Um, yes, the list the is quite extensive. Yeah. They threw Harry Potter, Austin. They threw everything in there, like. But they brought them all back on the basketball court. So I'm like, geez, I know they're here, but gee, yes. what is it doing with a front row seat, just chilling? <laughs> is he gave? interested in a basketball game? It was overkill. I think it was overkill. They and all came sprinting over there, so he he was one of the fastest ones there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shoot, you even saw the likes of Jabber Jaw. If you remember Jabber Jaw. Oh my God, yeah. That Scooby Doo ripoff. Uh, oh yeah. shark. Yeah. Do they have the car one. Finger on it. No, Jaw. I didn't I see Speed Kenny, Buggy. I thought that Speed was Kenny buggy. the Shark. No, that was, was Jabber Jaw. Well, now I gotta, now I gotta look up because yeah, go look it up, Jabber Jaw. Um, so yeah, we have the recruitment process. Oh, you're right. Tunes you're are right. back, and oh my gosh, you could probably count how many times LeBron says, "I need to get my son back," or "I'm playing <laughs> to get my son back," or Lola's like, "We'll get your son back." Oh gosh, that was annoying. But uh, the game begins, and uh. Well, of course, the game cannot begin without the introduction of the Goon Squad. And the Goon Squad consists of, uh, you know, again, the premise is uh, the stealing of the abilities of the athletes to make them, uh, you know, uh, what's the word? Uh, competitive. Uh, actually right, yeah. can compete with, you know, uh, or what the... Yeah, he wasn't going to recruit, I guess, anybody to do this. But uh, yeah, they got actual, uh, you know, uh, that's not anything new. They got the stars. They got Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard, Clay Thompson. Uh, I don't even know how to say. Uh, does anyone know her name? Uh, uh, Diana Taurasi. Well, Taurasi, yes. And then Anika. Uh, you know her? Uh, An Anika. Yeah, Anika. Anika. Yeah, terrible for not. Yeah, I should have done my homework. I think Wait, it's pronounced. Yeah, Nika. Inka. Oh, God, this is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, either way. They got the star. Yes, either way. Great job. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Respect to her. Respect to her. Oh, my goodness. Um, But they, okay, let's talk about that. I think it's a nice thing to talk about. Let's compare them to the Monstars, right? Uh, the athletes here actually are playing themselves in the Space Jam. Uh, and they're given character. But then you have the Monstars, on the other hand, who are each five individual characters. What do we think of the Goon Squad? Was the Goon Squad a worthy team to play against? I, guess. I think it's NECA. I just want to get that out the way. NECA. Okay, sure. NECA. Thank you. But what did y'all think of the Goon Squad? Did they, you know, live up to, you know, your expectations of the Monstars and that whole bit? I'm going mean, to say no. I'm going to say no. No? Well, why I did not no? like the Goon Squad. Why? Why did you not like the Goon Squad? I'm, it's cool that they were playing themselves versus you know we didn't see charles barkley playing the orange one you know so i thought that part was cool uh th that they're playing their counterparts but it was really quick they had they had one little like gag or one little thing like you know damien lillard he slowed down time and that was cool and uh tarasi like wrapped up lola yeah yeah and i was like okay but, but also how they got their abilities which is fine it's coding and it's really just some scans that you know dom had did at an all-star charity basketball game right that's fine Wait. the biggest thing that stuck out to me was compared to the monsters okay the monsters story but let's separate that for a second and just talk about like the players is like that montage of uh basketball jones 
<laughs> is iconic. I know we're not supposed to compare it, but when you see Basketball Jones and like the basketball players aren't great actors, but it's a really funny bit because like that is a hilarious. They lost their right. powers, right? And Charles Barkley. They're going through therapy. Charles Barkley. Be gone. And we got spoiled by seeing that. So you're right. It was really quick. Like with the Dom getting Dom getting the um scans, it's just like, hey, can I just get some scans real quick for my game? And they're in a circle and Dame makes a joke about Dame time and, and that's it. It's like very quick. It's like not a lot of lines. Yeah. There's less lines for them than in the than the other stars in the original. Which there I was think what makes it fun. Um, there was um yeah. There was a what's the word? There was impact behind them losing their powers. But their when, you look at, when you look at how these movies are structured, it makes more sense because the first movie isn't about Looney Tunes and Michael Jordan. The 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 core of that movie specifically is, and it takes a while to get there. Is these um aliens from outer space are coming to try and take over the like the Looney Tunes and Michael Jordan and then they play a basketball game and they have to go on in this emotional journey to what do you call it to realize that they don't need this evil capitalist you know person that's that's the that's the movie because they're the ones who hold the arc and they're the ones who the arc follow does that make sense in this movie, it's it's definitely about LeBron James, Bug Bunny, and LeBron James' son, and LG really. Yeah, I mean, I'll say the switch is, is that LG picked LeBron out, right? And said, you're my star. And the switch is, which goes back to the whole lore of uh, Space Jam myth and that gap, is that Michael was playing basketball. So when the aliens were trying to get basketball players, they even make a joke about it. They're like, why don't we get this guy? <laughs> and he's like, he's a baseball player. He looks like a basketball player to me. Oh, oh my gosh. Glorious. <laughs> Yeah, actually, that's really clever writing, it's right? Good. Yes. Um, actually, I didn't. I didn't think about it like that. How there was kind of a maybe not it was canon to his career. Well, there, it wasn't a gap <laughs> in like uh, it wasn't a, a gap as far as th these players aren't good. But it's like if you didn't beat Michael, does your championship like matter? Kind of. Yeah, but I, I know we got to keep comparing it, even though I'm trying to be objective. But you got to compare it, right? And it's a yeah, you have movie, to compare it. But, it was yeah, but it was really you know, well done. Uh, to Neo's point, like, he's right in the fact that, okay, technically the way the story is geared more in Space Jam is, like, we get more of Monstars because, like, that that theme, that story is there of, of what the aliens are trying to do. So we got to see a little bit of that side story to get more depth into the movie that doesn't have depth already. Um, but that's, that's kind of the issue that plays me with this one is that I would like to see the stars be a little bit more, you know, even as a basketball fan, just like to get a couple more lines, like a couple, like a, a better mini arc to why we have these these stars here or maybe even a couple throwaway lines i guess like a couple more than just like dame saying dame time or or maybe they get one deleted scene. too if they lose maybe right. they, yeah, maybe it's some stakes for them but yes. we're already doing we're already at a two hour a 155 runtime which is already i think 20 to 30 minutes more than it needed to be which is a whole yes. nother thing so i i see they had to they had to trim around where where they wanted to um with the goon squad uh was there a reason why dom scanned like like uh a 
spider and snake into some players and then the power of time to, to just one just upgrade. because he said because Damian Lillard has this thing um what do you call it when like at the end of games dame time, or, time. yeah it's dame time like it's oh, an actual oh, thing okay. that's of his, of his okay. yeah of his of his brand so he's so that's why he was like if you just need to put something in that's dame time and then what do you call it um clay thompson and and i think it matches their their all their brands like clay thompson agree. is known as like one of the splash brothers but it, you know you can say it, it's weird it, why do why in basketball do we say oh that that shot's wet or and but then we can all say oh heat check he's on fire he's on fire you know? yeah. yeah so yeah. it's <laughs> And that's that was fun. Point. I like those little, there were a little nods to the players and to their characteristics as, as players as well. And some little Easter eggs too, of, especially if you watch basketball, some Easter eggs of, of people's games and stuff. The only problem is, is that their powers and stuff was really off screen. They just popped up. Yeah. You saw like yeah. maybe one scene with them like yeah. really using it against one player and then that was it. But but when you think about it, this, this movie did a lot more for their brand and their image than the original Space Jam did for any of the four well, I mean they're brand? it's a memorable WB's but, brand or, or the no, players the, the players though it's like okay. in their individual brand than it did for any of the other players in like the original movie because I remember every single player that was in like that was a part of the monsters that got their power taken but it also made them look like a fool or, the, or it made the, it made the NBA look completely incompetent <laughs> without Michael. And oh, <laughs> there was that they one did, scene yeah. with the lake with the Lakers locker room. It was like we're not going in there. And it's like you you don't go, you don't play, you don't get paid or something. And they brought up the hazmat suit. <laughs> and I was like, it it seemed it seemed the subtext of the movie was like, oh, without Michael, the NBA is completely and utterly hopeless. That's the yes. subtext of the first. It, yeah, you're right. Movie. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, you're right. That's the a, competition level wasn't as high yeah they're over here you know yeah ready to quit because of some disease that's going around charles barkley's at the altar or not the altar he's at confessional saying i'll never go out with, uh, with madonna again you know <laughs> <laughs> that's funny stuff uh so it, it does make fun of them but it's just it's almost as the goon squad is more of a throwaway gag you know they allude to their nicknames they give them a little quick spotlight and that's really it we don't see them anymore we don't see them at the end we don't see a you know maybe even a scene of the actual players like hey what yeah. are my scans doing here mm -hmm. like because yeah, me? right. This game was being uh, broadcasted, right? That they digitized yeah. everybody that opened up the uh, any that, digital oh, device. Yeah, yeah. yeah. cell phone, computer, just yeah. They put, they, at least they put Ernie Johnson. Yeah, shout out to funny. Ernie. Uh, shout <laughs> out to funny. Little Rel too. Little Rel. Yeah, that was well, a that yeah. was a funny little combo. I don't know where they thought of that, but uh, so let's talk about the game. You know, the game start and it's based on uh, Dom's video game, and uh, of course the tunes and LeBron they're losing because the game requires you to have fun. You can't spell fundamentals without fun. And either way, they're losing. Uh -huh. And he's like, don't any of y'all actually play basketball? <laughs> like, we were trying to tell you earlier. <laughs> like, but no, they don't play basketball. And so then we get, you know, the whole, uh, I guess it's contrived at this point is that if you just let the Looney Tunes be the Looney Tunes, they'll come through for you. Uh, so we get the whole locker room scene, which it did not stack up to, you know, uh, the iconic Mike's secret stuff uh, from the original one. Uh, secret sauce. However, I think the best joke was given to them during the halftime show. I mean, during the halftime when they're in the locker room. 
Time out. Was anybody actually thinking? What was everybody's thoughts before the reveal? I think it was the best joke. I I, I knew they were going to do something where they pull the rug from underneath us. Like they were a hundred percent because they kept building it up and they kept saying like, you know, his, like the, the career stats and it was Looney Tunes. It was a comedy. I'm expecting, uh, someone like, like some gag. I didn't expect Michael B. Jordan. I don't know why that didn't click to me <laughs> first, but I was not expecting the Michael Jordan to appear. I knew as I knew there was some gag going on. I, I, I was caught so off guard because the way Sylvester introduced it, you know, he was found, hyping him up. Yeah, I found Michael Jordan just sitting in the crowd. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It didn't register to me at all. I just thought maybe he'd come in and just make a joke and say, "Oh, I'll, once you oh. see the top head, you." But yes, you. Yeah. They start with a bottom. They start with a bottom shot, and that On you're purpose. still wondering, like, okay, because he's but wearing Jordans. That yeah, once you see the, like the the silhouette, it's kind of. But that that was hilarious. Was though. and also the fact that it's Michael B. Jordan and Michael A. You know, Daffy's like, we want Michael A. Jordan. A. Jordan. <laughs> and he even goes to point out. He said, "I thought he aged gracefully." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then uh, Michael B even goes as far as, you know, uh, I'm rooting for y'all. And he starts doing the quote from, uh, did you ever watch him in Friday Night Lights, the show? Yes, yes. Um, uh, I didn't watch it, but Maria literally has the shirt with the saying on the back of it. Yes. Yeah, yes. I don't. I didn't watch it either, but I, I was hearing that. I was like, I think that's from Friday Night Lights. Because, mm -hmm. uh, listen, man, I died at that. I just can thought. I, can I say that there, there are a, a good amount of funny parts in this movie? I know. Yeah been like ripping it but i want to say like i didn't love it but i did laugh sometimes um it was it's just out there but it's supposed to be but even with Al G, like he turned into like um what steve jobs or like apple or like at the g bar when he was in like the funny scene where he's like yeah i know the guy he's a genius um he's me and he's at like the g bar the Al G bar mm -hmm. Yep. You know, there's it's a funny movie. It is. Uh and again, it's enjoyable. Just a matter of if you are if you just sit and compare the movie to the first one, you probably are not gonna enjoy it as much as you could. Yeah. Uh but yeah, there's plenty of funny parts. I think uh at this point after the halftime and the Looney Tunes are actually allowed to be Looney. I think they had some little funny bits out there. Uh, and they held on to that too Wiley long. Coyote with his, his, yeah. his multiplier. The multiplier. Classic Looney, classic mm -hmm. Looney Tunes bit. Um, or the time or You know, even before when Dame um, Kronos, as he's known, um, <laughs> stops time and like ties up Roadrunner and puts him in front of Wiley Coyote on a dinner plate. That was funny. Yes. That was genuinely funny. Uh, what'd you think about, you know, Porky's little, that thing was getting a lot of hype before the movie even dropped. Porky's I, rap. I, I wasn't a fan. I mean, it was, it was fine. It was, it was fine. It was yeah. I mean, I mean, I he's funnier I, as the cameraman. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, what do you call it? Um, I think this, I think this movie had understands the culture of Space Jam better than the original um, because the original was, you know, like, and I'm, I'm gonna just, you know, address it, um, but the original was dri directed by like some white dude named like Joe Pica or something like that. Um, and this the movie is directed by like um, something Lee. I know he's the cousin of Spike Lee, but he's done Malcolm some Lee? other things. Oh, this one is Malcolm D. Lee. Yeah, Malcolm yeah, D. Lee. Yeah. Malcolm Lee. Um, and he, and this feels, you know, this feels 
more understanding of the culture that embraced the original Space Jam and also the culture of Looney Tunes. Because, you know, I had moments where they were, they felt very genuine, you know, from like a perspective of like, oh, you know, these are just how people act, people talk and, uh, you know, in these cultures rather than, oh, we are the perfect, you know, family in suburbia and no look, the Looney Tunes coming, you know? I mean, there's a joke when they first see Al G and um, LeBron's like, he's black, the computer's black. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what kind of line is this? What is it? But it, I, it's a solid line. It has a lot of, it has more depth than I think people think to it. Um, Actually, yeah. A, yeah. I mean, because yeah. layers, yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, just that that's right a now. role that easily could have gone to a white actor, you know? And it, had this sequel came out mm, 15 years before, it probably would have been a white actor. They probably wouldn't have thought of doing Don Cheadle. You know, that looked like a role for someone like Mike Myers. Steve, Mike Myers, yeah, or Steve Martin or somebody, you know. Well, uh, Steve, Martin. Steve Martin was the was the villain of the Oh yeah, you're right. Sorry. Action. Steve Martin was you're right. Sorry. Uh oh, what do you call it? Um Steve Martin. It also you know, it also makes you think about like, oh, who were Michael Jordan's best friends or the people he hung around with in like the original Space Jam? It was Bill, Bill Murray, Murray, Larry Bird, yeah. and uh I don't want to say Wayne Knight. Is that Wayne Knight? Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight. Oh, Wayne Knight. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that wasn't his look... friend, though. Oh, you're talking about Stan? He shat on Stan the whole movie. Yeah, he did. He, he was, actually, he was yeah. actually pretty much a jerk. This guy, yeah. Was a, yeah, he was a big jerk. Yeah. A punching bag, basically. And when you, when versus like this movie, you know, it just feels, it just feels more genuine. You know, yes. it kind of like this, the last movie kind of felt like, oh, you know, Bill Murray's talking to Michael Jordan, but you don't really believe that Bill Murray is talking to Michael Jordan and that they're friends. I I believed it, but that seemed real. I I, I... On, on Bill Murray's end. He, Bill Murray seemed like the friend that was like, oh yeah, I'm your friend. But Michael Jordan's like, I've only met you twice. Well, yeah, uh, Michael, golf friends. Golf yeah, they're golf friends. Yes, they're golf friends. And then when Bill starts talking about, you know, you think, can I play in the NBA? Of course, him and Larry shut him down real quick. You know, he's like, it's because I'm white. And he's like, Larry's white. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, talking about genuine, we get to the, you know, the uh, climax of the film. LeBron is about to dunk on his son or something, right? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and what's he do instead? What does he just stop? Uh, and basically, what well, he gives him the whole, you're my son. You know, you can do whatever you want. Uh, I love you regardless. Believe Did it feel in warranted? Yourself, Dom. Yeah. yeah, believe in yourself. Did it feel warranted? Did LeBron earn that moment with his son? I think so. There were many points throughout the movie where his arc, like his arc was very like clearly stated at the beginning of the movie and it influenced the direction, you know, like this is something that he held dear. And then every single decision that he made was leading him to that moment. Like his relationship with Bugs, his his plan of attack to get to recruit, um, you know, Warner Brothers characters to play a basketball game with him, his misunderstanding of the game, like his purposeful misunderstanding of the game. His what do you call it? His, you know, like just everything. This everything that like happens throughout the movie, like lends him lends him to like. And when he finally starts having fun and sees that his son isn't having fun, he realizes like, oh, I just started having fun again. But my son is. I need to reach out. I need to be a father, which is what he wanted to do near the beginning. 
Yeah, I agree. Story beat wise, it was earned, but execution wise, it was not. I just wasn't, I wasn't, I, I, it, I couldn't feel the emotion that I wanted to feel. I couldn't feel the emotion. Yeah. Like, I'm like, it's earned. Like, I don't discredit it, but I couldn't feel it. And I think that's the tough thing is that they took the net, I think they took leaps that I actually commend them for in the writing. They have to. I actually agree that if you try to make it a, its own entity, but a cookie cutter where Space Jam was and not try to go a little bit more, then like, you definitely don't have a shot, right? Um, they're already in an uphill battle, you know, in my opinion. Um, so that's fine. But I, I'd be lying if I, you know, saw LeBron look at his kid and I said, oh, I, I can feel him wanting <laughs> to be, you know, bring his son in. I couldn't feel it. And I say that with the most objective, like, I don't know what it is. Maybe you caught me because I was coming off of work, but like I was looking at it and I was just looking at it. And I'm like, all right, all right. That makes sense from a story point. So let's keep moving. We're Did you? Done. Did you feel more in the original Space Jam where his son throws a thumbs up at him from the stand? I don't feel I don't feel any type of like emotion like that in original Space Jam. I will say that. Oh, because I, 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 I see was, it a little bit, but like no. It, when I watch Space Jam, especially now, like it's it. I'm just having fun. Like I'm not gonna get the depth I'm looking for. Maybe every now and then, maybe you get this more film depth. Tries to the, give you depth because they try to give you depth. I mean, you get more depth in Basketball Jones. <laughs> <laughs> You do. It's it's true. It's true. Um, Dr. Jace, did you feel this? Did you feel that father son? No, moment? no, no. I, I I did not. No, I okay. I mean, kind of going off what Rose was saying, like the movie, like everything LeBron was making up all this all the decisions he was making up until this point he had his character had to be in that moment because that was the whole point of his story arc i guess it was to come to terms with his son and realize that he needs to start listening to him and you know let him do what he wants he doesn't have well, to also be himself too star. yeah also no, himself because they started sure. beginning with hit them game so right exactly like that like i felt like in that moment his character needed to be there but kind of like what rose was saying i i wasn't sitting there with like a tissue box like wiping away oh, my tears my i mean <laughs> i wouldn't think so I mean, yeah i don't, I don't think know. anybody was but yeah. somebody might have and that's okay well, if you were and that's okay if you were let me artist raise interpretive you. art is interpretive so let me raise you did you grab a tissue box for bugs's sacrifices selfless like i i almost i almost well i was like i started shedding a tear i was like oh they really are killing off bugs bunny well i i i knew they were not just gonna kill off a a brand character like that. would that. be wild. But like, you know, the fact that they're even- Change the game of Looney Tunes. But I mean, the fact that they're even attempting it, I, I was like, oh, okay, we're we're doing something with this. And then the scene after just flushed that down the toilet completely. And I'm like, okay, so that that was pointless. Now I hate it. I don't like well, it. I, 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 I will first... not deny in that moment, I was feeling something about Bugs Bunny dying before can, the end sequence with him. Can yeah. someone answer, did he have to do the whole step back move? Did he have to do that? The Bugs have to be the one to do that? Nobody says that he would rather. So that was his whole point of like, you know, his arc, he was like, I got my family. He was basically pulling a Dom Toretto where he said, I got my family, now I have to save my family. Oh no, I'm basically saying, did he have to do the move? They were just he had to do. Him. No, he had to because Don Cheadle was cheating in yeah, the game. The glitch, and, they need to glitch. Oh, game. so they, they made it purposely it. glitch. Mm -hmm. yes. Right. So he couldn't right. cheat. Exactly. Did you watch the movie? I did. I was a did little we? confused on that part. I was just like, I thought they just needed a score. No, well, they, they, no, they, they the did. Huddle. They just well, they had a score like, and shut it down. How can we score right. if he keeps cheating? 
Got it. Right. Because remember, they did score and get ahead of him, but then he and like then he, reversed yes. the scoreboard. Okay. Got it. So I was. You, I'm sorry. I I missed that little tidbit. But I think that I think that I knew that the twist was gonna come in the form of like oh like and I think this would have been an interesting. But I think they wanted to shut the you know they wanted to just say let's just make one movie instead of having to open the door for a sequel. I think that this that was would have been the perfect lead-in to oh Bugs Bunny didn't. Die. He just went into the real world, and then it's like, what do we do now? You know what I mean? But I mean, then he was. But then they bring happen. in everyone else, and, yeah, I mean, and it took it away. I'm like, so well, what was stopping the rest of they, them? They were like, let's just make one movie, one movie instead of you know pulling a Marvel. I mean, technically, I mean, if they wanted to run with the Looney Tunes being in the real world, that could be a whole series. I mean, that's that's akin to the Muppets, though. You know, what's the I, difference? I'd watch it. Yeah. I mean, I'd watch it too. Bugs, Bugs did not save all of his family. There were more Looney Tunes in the first movie. Oh, they the were. Second movie. Uh, they were missing so many Looney Tunes, uh, hey, which I get they why missing? they did that. They didn't want to go too wild on the story, like on trying. It wouldn't be. They wouldn't be able to do many arcs like they did. If they Where's the frog, it. man? Oh, the frog. Okay. Hello, mouse. my baby. Hello, my honey. I'll stop it. Yeah, don't, Where's he? Don't. He had a cameo in the first movie. So did every other Looney Tunes mouse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Pepe yes. Pew? So well, Pepe Le Pew got cut. You heard about oh, that? Yeah. I did not. That's why I brought it up. Pepe Le Okay. Well, okay. Let's save that. I got one. There's. We got like two. The the tunes as a whole is coming up. Mm -hmm. uh, Pepe Le Pew. Keep. Don't forget. All You're right. Not. So I'm just kidding. I actually did hear Pepe Le Pew got caught. Yeah. Uh, he he cut. got cut. He got. And cut. I get it. I um. Get it. <laughs> all right. So that's the movie. That's the movie. <laughs> Save the day, saves his son, shuts down L algae. Bugs doesn't actually die. That's the movie. Um, now, before we go into our little final bit, talking about how we rank this film. All right, King James, LeBron James as an actor. Are we too critical? Because it is Space Jam. We're not supposed to come in here expecting no, right. an Oscar-winning performance. I, I, I feel like you can still acknowledge that the acting was bad on, on his end. But at the same time, you're aware that it's Space Jam. And you're aware that Michael Jordan also in the... I mean, I, I'm all, no matter what, the movie's called Space Jam A New Legacy. I am going to compare it to the original Space Jam because it's in the same title. And just because of that, I acknowledge, okay, uh, LeBron James is a basketball star. He's not an actor. Same with Michael Jordan. I'm not coming here expecting him to be at the Oscars for 2022. I'm I'm just not. <laughs> and, and that's fine. And that's perfectly fine. So uh, no, he, he not a good actor at all. But you can tell that he was trying in this movie. Yeah. Oh, you certainly tried. Really you can tell that like you, you can tell that like, and I think as the movie went on, like you could tell that they were seeing I, I will give him this. He did surprisingly well um voice acting wise. Like he took a lot of risk with his voice acting when he was a cartoon. Um, then you know that I felt were like I, I need to like mention it. You know, like all his screams and all his things. It felt really like he felt. I felt like he was a tomb instead of you know him being oh you know LeBron James. But I also you know I also feel like he was just trying throughout the film, and I can respect that. I don't. I'm you know I know that this is like he wants to get into acting. I know that he you know is is an athlete first but i think that he can i think that him just even trying and even trying to like do these emotions and try and go there and try and go to these places is is good so you know i i give him i get i can give him a b you know Ooh. a b respectfully a b. Okay. respect effort. yeah a respectful uh, b it didn't 
I respect the the attempt and I'm not mad at that. The movie is banking on a lot of his performance too. But I think I just think it was just it was it harbor it put to about a third of the movie is reliant on LeBron's performance, in my opinion. And that was a, a I think that's what kind of hurts some of it, at least in the beginning. I think if they would have trimmed out some of the beginning, um, I agree him once he was animated um, voice acting wise um, was fine. I didn't even think nothing of it. Right. When he was voice acting, I was actually entertained. But him live like acting, you could tell that he was struggling with trying to like, you know, deal with the CGI and the technology there, which is very tough to do. But you could tell that he was struggling because they just had so many shots and so many instances where he's interacting or they're making him they're making him or he might be doing himself. They're pushing him to, to, to do these lines and he's trying to get them. Um, but it, it, it didn't always land for me more times than not. And I think the biggest thing I was like, OK, it's going to be tough. They dragged out a little bit. But the biggest thing, which has nothing to do with his acting, is the final scene of the game itself, which I know we're wrapping up the game. The iconic one in Space Jam is Jordan stretching his arm out. He finally does something loony, which it looks very bad, but it's actually a very like good moment, I think, for me in the film. Um, I don't get that with LeBron. Like the stakes are there. His son throwing the upgrade is also a good add add on. But like that final like signature, like him like reaching his peak and dunking the ball or whatever it is he's trying to do to seal the game. I didn't get that same feeling of like going for it like I did with the first one, if that makes sense. No, that makes Michael perfect. stretches yeah. out and he turns loony. And the story might have been set up a lot better in the first one for Jordan to get to that point than LeBron. I will say that. So I'm doing a disservice by comparing the two. Um, But I'm spoiled by that, I guess. And it keeps popping up in my head. So overall, I give him a C performance, C plus. I give him a C plus. Uh, I seen him in Trainwreck. I didn't even like the movie Trainwreck, but I like LeBron in Trainwreck. Uh, and I saw a lot of potential there. And it seemed like he stayed where he was at since I've seen him in Trainwreck. So I have to put him at C plus. B minus, for sure. I do B minus. So. <laughs> he brought LA a championship. So I B minus. Sure. Um, I but will really say, <laughs> oh my goodness. I will say, I think in this film, they give they gave lebron more to do than jordan in the first film so with that said he's already i mean he's already working an uphill battle uh, as far as you know he's not an actor but jordan they weren't trying to give this story full of heart and layered the character of michael jordan you know even when they were down i don't know I, that's that's not how Jordan talked in the locker room. I mean, granted, he's talking <laughs> to Looney Tunes. I think he would have been a lot more upset. Oh, um, <laughs> you know? Or as you heard, he would be like, wow, you're really trash, aren't you? Yeah, you know? And what? <laughs> punching out uh, Steve Kerr? He probably would have punched out Daffy, uh, you know? I digress. So I think I give credit to LeBron for just, you know, giving given all he could, whatever the amount that all is to these more, uh, you know, uh, chewy scenes, you know, these more emotionally charged scenes. Michael didn't have to do that. So uh, but again, it's fine because it's Space Jam. It's yeah, we're not here for I do I want do I always want a great performance? Yes. I'm not going to harp on this movie for not necessarily meeting that. So it's okay. Um, well, let's talk about the other half of this film, the tunes. All right. Earlier we said, you know, uh, you know, the relevancy because they sent him to the tunes because the tunes are like all gone. Are the tunes relevant? Are Looney Tunes relevant? Do, like, I, I, I don't think they are, at least in this movie. I mean, for me, I, I have a personal bias towards Daffy Duck. 
I love and Daffy. Daffy I, I, Daffy's my favorite. And to me, there was not enough Daffy Duck in the movie. He was sidelined oh. to be what? Like the, the manager, basically. Yeah. In the yeah, movie. He didn't gross. play basketball. I'm like, what's this? I mean. To be fair, to be fair, in the original, he does. The only reason why he wants to be on a basketball team is for the fashion. He doesn't really play in the original a lot. He's but got I, like a, he's in that final five with him, Bugs, yes. Lola, Bill Murray, and Mike. He is. But when you like when you really think about it, yeah, I do agree with you, Dr. J. Like I'm glad you said I brought it up, but there wasn't enough Daffy in this film for me to be comfortable with the representation <laughs> of Looney Tunes. Everyone I don't think there like, was enough Looney Tunes in general. No, I, I feel like yeah. everyone had a moment to shine except for Daffy. And I think Daffy should be synonymous with Bugs Bunny because Bugs works best when he's playing off of Daffy. Um, yes. but They're the Batman and Superman of Looney Tunes. They, they are. Re they really are. And they make a yeah. jump of that in this film. But, and, or, and Daffy works best when he's like bothering Quirky. But what do you call it? They don't get, you don't get a lot of him in this film. They go, mm -hmm. they have this extended sequence. Like I think it's one of the longest sequences of, you know, getting someone to join them in the film besides Lola Bunny's. Um, because Lola had this extensive sequence, but then they don't they don't really go anywhere with it. He makes a couple of jokes and then that's it. I feel like he should have he should have honestly been honestly he should have been the one like talking back to algae rhythm. Like he really should have because he was the, probably the one that could just annoy the you know the crap out of him. They both were technically coaches, so algae was yeah. hilarious as a coach. Um, a lot of references to basketball and football coaches. <laughs> um, when he had the headset on, that was definitely a, a Belichick when he had the hoodie with the headset on. Um, that was definitely a Bill Belichick reference. Um, that was great. And meanwhile, Daffy's doing nothing on the coaching side. So yeah, he yells one time. So I agree. I agree. Definitely got to include the, the Superman. Just, I feel as a whole, the Looney Tunes themselves were sidelined. Maybe it's because it was the switch as far as, you know, in the original film, it's the Looney Tunes who had everything on the line. In this film, it's LeBron who has everything on the line. Right. Yeah. The Looney Tunes got a lot more characterization, I feel, in the first film. Even if it was just sight gags, like, you know, Foghorn Leghorn skipping to go shoot the ball and the green monster lights him on fire. And he's like, would you like your chicken <laughs> uh, dark or extra crispy? You know? <laughs> Uh, I will like to tag. say that I will like to say before that he sings a song about he wish he was back in the land of cotton or something. <laughs> yeah. um, they should, uh, yeah, dated uh, joke, very dated. It's yeah, some of the stuff is dated back there. Uh, R. Kelly's catalog and. Um, <laughs> That was in the movie. That is, uh, that is in the beginning and the end. Oh, it doesn't help that it's put into the backdrop of Child Mike. Like anything, like oh R. my Kelly's god, it's the intro movie. and it's the outro, basically. Yeah. Listen, I, yeah. in our last section, we're gonna briefly talk about the soundtrack. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, I'm no, done. no, you're I'm fine. Done. You're fine. But it's uh, good to mention it. No, it's 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 mentionable. We got we. It's coming. Uh, Lola Bunny. There was a lot of hype around her with Zendaya playing her. Didn't do much. Didn't do much, if anything, yeah. at all. She, I feel like she, she wasn't even a good fit either for Lola. Zendaya, I mean, yeah, no, yeah. that's weird to me. I didn't. Because, I mean, Isn't Zendaya's it? a good actress, but a voice actress? I don't know. Like well, For Lola Bunny, it's really like, it's kind of iconic. She didn't say much. She, yeah, she, she was serviceable. She did fine. Just, she just didn't say much. I mean, I mean, I mean what do you call it? Uh, yeah, she was fine, but it's better than the original film where we're not even, like, like she oh, comes no, we in and like it. you uh, know and is very um um miss roger rabbit or 
yeah, uh, Jessica Rabbit, yeah. Jessica Rabbit S. <laughs> and you, yeah. you know, people people were mad about this movie because they're like, no, they yes. nerfed uh, Lola. Anthrop- <laughs> people were so. Oh, they were livid. Well, she's a better. She's a better basketball player in the first one. Right. She's a better. She's a better basketball. She was literally made for playing basketball. But to be fair, they weren't playing basketball in this movie. They, they were, were playing, playing a video game. Yeah, they're they're playing, playing a video game. Uh, That's a very great point. They were playing basically NBA Jam. Like time out. Not even NBA were y'all Jam. were y'all NBA upset? Jam, yeah. Were y'all upset about the desexual sexualization of Lola Bunny? The desexual? I'm upset about I, the desexualization <laughs> of a bunny. Correct. <laughs> That's that is the crazy part of well, this. Song. That is the crazy right. part. Right. I I thought it was funny. <laughs> I thought it was funny when it happened because you saw the bat. I mean, literally, it was this. In, I can't even see my thumb. It was this, it, oh, whatever. The Lola in my picture. It was this Lola, that version that when that uh, image came out, that's what got a lot of people pissed. Because they were saying, oh no, where's my where's my Lola bunny with the... The shorter <laughs> the, shorts and the bigger shorter breasts. Shorts, they, got some the breasts. To, they got some demons to address. Correct. <laughs> it ain't that I, it ain't I thought it was funny. Someone said, someone said, look, it doesn't matter what they make her as, the Rule 34 artists are always going to make something so to, to get off to these <laughs> bastards. Like, and it's true. It's it's true. Like, if you really are pressed about that, if you really want to watch a kid's movie to, you know, to get off, that's some, that's some, uh, that's some, that's something, you oh know, that's gosh. some demons you have to, oh my goodness. to work through. All right. So last, lastly, to talk about the tunes. Yeah. Pepe, Pepe Le Pew. Uh, Pep, yes. <laughs> But uh, Pepe Le Pew, cut from the film, uh, Me Too movement, uh, rape culture, uh, all that jazz. They had a scene in the movie where they addressed Pepe Le Pew in consent and they took it out of the film. That would have came off uh, ingenuine, I think, and very yeah. distasteful, I think, if they would have left that in. Even if the intention was not, I think it would have came off a little. Like him giving consent, like... I, no, it was... What, so they were him telling... Him learning you know, consent. Him learning consent. It was... Yeah, uh, him learning consent in a Space Jam movie. LeBron uh, was basically telling LeBron, him... Yes. But his acting chops, too? Yes. So, it, yes, he would they have made to, the right. to really deliver. He was, <laughs> Pepe, you can't just do that. Uh, she didn't I give think- consent. And then the I forget who the actress is, but they end up beating the crap out of Pepe. Uh, I, yeah, that doesn't. No, Wait, it, it was it was another Looney Tunes character. That no, it was, was a it was a human character. I believe. Oh, a human. Oh, okay. Yeah, that yeah, that's not gonna work. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah. I mean, I, it's an interesting thing. They were trying to you know. Uh, do better with right. a character who would be deemed problematic in this day and age. And yeah, they just basically said, let's not, uh, you know, let's just, we don't need at, it. At this point, is he even a staple, you know? I like think he is a staple. I mean, he's part of the catalog. He's one of uh, he's the more recognizable, recognizable yes. characters. He is one of the like at this point, is he a staple to it? Like he was gone, but did it, did we? I know I said like where he was, but I was, I was. I mean, can you get I mean, by without yeah. Pepe Le Pew? Yes. yes. Yeah, yes. for sure. Like, like you didn't watch this movie saying, but well, wait a minute, where's where's Pepe Le Pew? If, like, if your favorite character is Pepe Le Pew, maybe you need to do some, some maybe we need some therapy. That's all I'm saying. Got some demons to get out again. Okay. I mean, More you demons. can, you can, call it? Uh, you can, you know, contest or attest to whether or not Pepe Le Pew is just an overtly French romantic portrayal of that time period, or you can make the argument that he is promoting you know, like whatever rape culture or, you know, just yeah. 
overtly too uh comes on too strong but this movie said we're not gonna even bother he's not gonna be in it That's it's fair. a slip it's a slippery slope so it is it you is know, I, I get the objectivity to it but it's a slippery slope so yes. if i'm making a movie or just in general like what's what is what am i really trying to gain from from trying to include this character at that point correct correct do you think it'll be in a deleted scene for the oh. the blu-ray <laughs> the blu-ray 4k special edition i mean maybe however we're in such a stream based age that someone's going there people are just going to watch this on stream that they're uh, if people I mean, want to go out of their, <laughs> yeah if people want to go out of their way to see that scene they're just going to wait for someone to upload on YouTube as well yeah. right yeah. i mean yeah but shout out HBO Max again uh for making all their movies available throughout the year that they're going to release um just available to stream without any payment um unlike some other platforms hey don't oh. do that they Boys. might be listening who good i hope don't. they listen well Leave it alone. don't don't bow don't. down to HBO too quick they're going to start putting ads in some of this stuff soon oh you that's think a, that's only if you get the 9.99 oh god so was yeah so you have the upgrade to a more expensive <laughs> no version. there was no upgrade the the original was always 14.99 i don't think i was paying 14.99 at first we digress um all right let's wrap this podcast up uh we covered whether or not you know 25 years is too late uh we recognize that this film did a lot to add a lot of heart to the film and add a lot of graviton stakes to the overall plot uh would we have preferred a carbon copy is anyone team carbon copy no no uh, prime I, example yeah. hangover and hangover part two those are no. carbon copies of each other and they Dude, came out like yeah. two or three years apart. Correct. You know why? You know what? Maybe kids would have loved would have loved that, but kids would love anything because when it came out when I was like in seventh grade, and they were and I remember everyone was like, "It's just like the first one. It's so good." Except they're in like I don't know whatever place they're in. So it's okay. Neither one aged. That whole trilogy didn't age well. So I mean, it didn't. But as you know, longtime fans of Space Jam, would we have rather have just seen an updated version? Where you know instead of Charles Barkley no. and Patrick Ewing, no, because we have already we already have a, a copy that's tied to us. That'd be more for that'd be more to the point of for the next generation. Yeah, it would be for the next generation. Yeah, right. you're right. It'd be a remake. Yeah. yeah. So no, we all good on that part. Blade Runner was a great yeah. sequel. Was that thirty over thirty? There, years? yeah, there are there are some exceptions. Yeah, Blade Runner. I hear. Yeah, I've never seen either one, but I heard the second one was good. That's a uh, whole other discussion. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um. Okay. Agree. Uh. We didn't. Talk Talk about this in depth, but we cannot talk about Space Jam without talking about the soundtrack. The soundtrack is wonderful. Did anybody listen to this soundtrack for the new one? Couple cuts. Yeah, and it, it seems more updated to like the times. For sure. I just feel I just I maybe and maybe this music will be iconic for the younger generation. But unfortunately, something that like even before we even saw Space Jam, uh, like as kids, because it just it, like you know I was only a couple months old when it came out. Mm -hmm. We knew the what do you call it the, the soundtrack, the music. Yeah. Um, space the original Space Jam song is so iconic. Yes. Um, Quad City. Yeah. Right. Right. What was the was the was the Space Jam theme in this movie? No, it wasn't. Right. A little they remix had, of it. Well, like, they have a remix? remix of it. Well, wait, wait. Like the Quad like City version. Version. I mean, because I, I, I believe I'm only there was a small like. 
because what's that song little like uzi redoes it's no that's pump up the jam he did pump that's up the what jam. that's what they put in there yeah pump up the jam up is the like jam. the only real nod to the original soundtrack everything else is pretty original but uh right. i mean space jam the original one produced grammy award-winning i believe i can fly that song so, yeah. no no it's an r kelly song i'm sorry hey not, hey, hey. no 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 no, no, no. Listen, even if you take that out you have fly like an eagle which i think well, is one of yeah, the i like actually think that's one of the best tracks on that that's for it. sure those are iconics yeah. like you literally think about the movie and those songs at least you have for me, to see they, they, they yeah. come they come to my head they, they literally yes. appear in my head so I, I i felt like this movie new legacy didn't really have any music that was on that level where i'm gonna like two years from now i'm gonna remember new legacy and think oh yeah you remember remember that song you, i mean i i don't even know the soundtrack <laughs> I, new I, legacy. I, so i listened to the whole soundtrack and they are like thrown into the film specifically in the uh the human scenes like uh i believe the saint john it says the song is playing when algae and dom are talking in the eye bar or whatever but yeah they're not they're i don't think yes dr jay's i don't think they're gonna cross over and hold that weight of that nostalgia factor to anchor them to this film uh never know because it's not for us to say i mean again if i they i don't i listen to the radio they're not on the radio every i believe every almost every major hit from the original space jam got ample play time on the radio but now it's not it's not Again, I guess you're right. A, the radio's not a thing. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's more it's about streaming. Uh, God, and people, and you know, people will be like, you know, it, it's 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 for the kids to decide. It's for the kids to be like, yeah, I really like this song. I don't even know if Dame is on it. Is Dame on it? He has a he has a um. They actually, when Dame Time came on, they actually was playing a verse of his. Oh yeah, he, like, which I so, thought was cool because you know he actually does rap. But other than that, yeah, and he's actually one of the only good rappers. In um, but you know, it's not for us to decide. I think that when kids grow up, they're going to be like, and maybe this movie will have a lasting impact. But also, you have to take into account that with everything that happened, with everything that's been happening for the last like year and a half, um, it, it's not the same to stream a movie on what do you call it on on HBO Max than it is to go see a movie in theaters and then buy it on VHS. You know this this was a, and I and I think that that's the only detriment that it will have. I think the new generation is not going to have that moment where they're like we're going to go see a movie. We're going to go see Looney Tunes and LeBron James and you know they're just going to be like oh we're going to stream it. So I guess it's good and it's bad. It's easily accessible, but invest might be more forgettable because of. Very true. I just think they did a better job with the first one of connecting, of bringing fans of two different things that can overlap, but bringing basketball fans with Looney Tunes fans. And that could be a lot to how the movie was structured. But I feel like if you're a Looney Tunes fan, you'll enjoy Space Jam. You can potentially. If you're a basketball fan, you'll enjoy Space Jam because of how the basketball cameos are implemented. But with this one, with the new legacy, it's like if you're you will enjoy if you're a Looney Tunes fan, right? I don't know if you enjoy it if you're really a basketball fan like that. I don't think so. I think I think, and it's not a it's not necessarily right. a basketball movie. You're right. Um, yeah, but I think that's the you have LeBron as the lead man, so like basketball people are coming here too, saying like, okay, you know, let me see the basketball element, and it's only sprinkled compared to the Looney Tune element, which is funny because the story's revolved around more LeBron and, and and his kid than the Looney Tunes versus the you know versus the one before debatably, but still. Um, 
Um, so yeah, I think that's the, another tough part of it. But they had some good references. They had some good content and some things they did right. So I'll never take that away from them. I don't think the soundtrack will land, but like like Nino said, like it's not for us to decide. Um, the new generation gonna come in. They're gonna decide what 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 songs are supposed to be the high songs to remember for the next twenty years, and we'll just be the old people, still young. Um, and either we'll be there or we'll be you know playing old '90s music like it's jazz. So. <laughs> <laughs> So to close it off, then I guess, you know, what, what, what do you score this film? And did you like it better than the first or not? I score this film a zero out of 10, um, specifically for the reason is that Cartoon Network is owned by Warner Brothers. We all agree about that, right? Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. A, mm -hmm, it's a fact. Okay, yeah. did you and Cartoon Network <laughs> owns Captain Planet, right? Uh, sure, okay. All right, okay. Where was Don Cheadle Captain Planet in this film? <laughs> That'd Where was great. Don Cheadle, Captain Planet, in this film? Hmm? Wasted yeah. up. Okay. So a zero then because of that? No, I give it a six. I give it a six. Okay. And you stated that you enjoyed this film more. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, I enjoyed this film. Like, watching it, I enjoyed it more. You know, as a film, I can put it on. I think I'll revisit it. And I know that when I watched it with my family, because I, you know, I have a kid. They really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. They were like, wow, this is actually something I can like that I can watch and like pay attention to. So, you know, I try to put on the original Space Jam and they, they were not having it. So, oh no. Fair. The different times. Different times. Okay, yeah. Okay. True. Uh, Dr. Uh, Jace, where do you, yeah, where do you rank or uh, how do you score? I would give it like a, a five only i mean only because like the first one i gave like a six too oh. like i i mean i acknowledge that the original space jam is not a good movie but i still like it I, it's still enjoyable for this one i i i just i just wasn't having as much fun as i did with the original and maybe there's some nostalgia bias in that too maybe you know because i grew up with the original i i just naturally am more attracted to it than i am with this one because this one has that uphill battle where it's not made for my generation it's made for the new generation the new kids on the block and it's trying to appeal to them more so than me so in my head as i'm watching this movie it, it's always going to have that uphill battle of how does this compare to the original because i guarantee you the target audience that the, for for this movie they probably never even watched the first space jam you know they, they probably saw the, the the little michael jordan reference and they're asking their parents who's that <laughs> or they should probably say it's killmonger it's Killmonger. Why are they upset that they got Killmonger on the on the team in the bench? <laughs> So, and I mean, yeah, like I, the movie was fine on its own. I didn't like it more than the original. Um, and yeah, I, I think a five is a good baseline. It wasn't dog shit terrible, like in the Oof. three or four <laughs> or two. I mean, to me, if you're, if you're below a five, that's when it's like, okay, you I didn't agree. make a movie. Like you, you below the five, you didn't make a movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Five is like... Five is like, okay, I can watch this. This is fine. Start All right. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, Rosa Crafter. 5.5 uh, off the first watch. Second watch, I'll see if it grows. I don't think it'll drop. I do enjoy the first one still a little bit more. Nostalgia plays a, a role into it too, I guess, but 5.5, 5.5. Ambitious, but just short of the mark or short of the basket. <laughs> uh oh. Okay. <laughs> um, goodness, I, I'm I'm pretty much in the same area as y'all. I think I would like to give it a seven. Ooh. However, 
that's the same area as us. Yep. <laughs> it's like right Come above. On, it's just like right above everybody. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I gave I gave Black Widow a seven. Okay. Oh, so it's good as Black, Black Widow. Widow. Okay, <laughs> it's good this as is Black a better Widow. movie than Black Widow. Whoa. I think oh, I oh enjoyed. So this movie is better than Captain Marvel. I, I enjoyed this film better than Black Widow. So actually, yes, that's a good a 7.1. I okay. give I like how the movie okay. tried to differ itself. I think, yes, I would call it ambitious as well. Maybe overly ambitious. I think they got a good formula. I'm sure a Space Jam 3 might come in the future. I think they just need, I mean, I'm talking like far future. Um, oh, like another or just another layers, Looney Tunes or yeah, another Looney Tunes. Film. We don't have, oh, okay, a, yeah. Uh, we don't have another Michael Jordan or LeBron James. We don't. You're right. So, so we might get a Looney Tunes back in action type film. And I think it's just all about finding that balance between the human element and the tune element. And I think this one leaned more heavily on the human element to where the tunes got a little lost in the mix. And to me, that was most that was the most upsetting part for me. Uh, but I, I did. There are funny parts in the film and I appreciate the heart they try to give it. So. Yeah, seven point one. Yes, the other, the original still ranks above. Wait, uh, what's what's the original? I never, words? I never gave it. I just know I love it. Now's your chance. Go for An it. An eight. All right. Solid film. Eight. Michael son sucks at baseball, and he never addresses it again with his son ever again. <laughs> 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 It's eight territory. Eight. I like <laughs> because it. I bet you that's a nice reflection of his parenting. <laughs> Wait, can I say something real quick? At the yes, end? yes. Michael gives back all his power, all the uh, the ball of powers back to the stars. And right before he does it, it's a line where he's like, "I'm gonna regret doing this." And it's like, really, Michael? You just beat the monsters, which is just them reincarnated with the skills. Are you gonna regret giving them? You're busting their tails regardless. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought it was a jerk line. He actually said it. <laughs> I was like, he's being a jerk again. He, and, he's, and he has to play with them. They're, none of them are on the same team. No, nope. They're all nope. different teams during the, what do you call it, the expansion era. Come yeah. on. Well, didn't on Last Dance, he had them build a whole facility so he could still train? No. Well, yeah, Warner was Brothers last, built a whole... No, yeah, during, last that was during yeah. Space Jam shooting. Right? Yeah, Warner Brothers. He yeah, they built had the whole the players. Thing. He had the players come and run pickup games, and he was low-key scouting the players. Um, yes, yes, he was. Yeah, Michael's cut from a different cloth, man. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> Um, oh boy. Okay. So <laughs> that concludes our deep dive of Space Jam, A New Legacy. Again, take our opinions with a grain of salt uh, or like a glass of wine. Uh, but yes, that is how we feel. And again, care to disagree? Care to show your love for one of our opinions on this film? By all means, please comment below and tell us what you thought of the film. Did you like it? Did you enjoy it? Were you missing Daffy like some of us? Would you have liked to see Pepe Le Pew? Tell us your thoughts. And of course, follow us on our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And that's at the Yonko Table. And again, just coming with an open mind that we are very opinionated people. And if you disagree with us, you can come express those thoughts thoroughly. But without further ado, we're going to close things off with myself, Grandmaster Hoop, and shout out to Dr. Jace Attorney, always a pleasure, Rose the Crafter, Wisdom of the Wise, and Nino Desplazado, the silent but deadly analytical thought. <laughs> we're the Yonko Table. What? Thanks for listening, everybody. I don't know. I was rambling. <laughs> Take care, everybody. <laughs>